Hi, thanks so much for tuning in to your new favorite podcast, The Local Woman, in partnership with TGYMT Media, also known as That Guy You Met Today. We are holding a seven-episode mini-series highlighting founder stories of local business owners in Middle Georgia. We are excited to launch this series as a part of Making Startup Week 2021 and look forward to learning more about entrepreneurship through this phenomenal opportunity. Today, we are speaking with Caitlin Cresson, owner of Fall Lime Brewing Company, Just Tapped, and Oak Mogie Brew Pub located in downtown Macon. Hi, Caitlin, and welcome to the show. Hey, how are y'all? Uh, we are doing well, and we're so grateful that you decided to join us. We are excited to be sharing entrepreneurship sh stories from our area, and we're just going to jump right into your interview today. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Well, Caitlin, how did the idea for your various businesses come about and how did you get started? Yeah, so um, we opened Just Tapped on First Street in 2014. Um, my husband and his father and his mother um, had opened a business in Warner Robins and it was really successful. And uh, the Chamber of Commerce actually approached them and said, you know, hey, how do you feel about opening the same business in Macon? And um, at the time, there wasn't a whole lot going on here. It was a little bit of a sleepier town than it is now. And so they came and checked it out and decided that they would kind of take the leap of faith and open Just Tapped on First Street. Um, my husband and I got married shortly after and decided to expand Just Tapped and um, started selling food at Just Tapped. Everyone loves beer, but sometimes you need a little food in order to hang out a little longer. Um, so we uh, started that in 2015 and then kind of got the itch as we saw customers coming in on a daily basis asking us, you know, what's local? What do you have on tap that's made around here? What's the most local beer I can get? We um, kind of saw a need that we wanted to fill that there weren't a ton of local breweries. We had Making Beer Company at the time, which is a great local brewery. But um, other than that, the closest ones were in Atlanta and uh, outside of the state. And so we decided to open up Oak Mogi Brew Pub to serve as a local brewery in the area, not doing distribution, um, just making beer for in-house sales um, and then Again, uh, beer is great, but people need a little food in their stomachs to drink a little bit more beer. So we decided we wanted to pair it with a really nice restaurant. And so we um, came up with the concept of Old Mogi Brew Pub, serving gourmet burgers, uh, superfood salads, hand-cut fries, everything's fresh and made in-house, and um, opened our doors in December of 2016. It was a wild and crazy year. We had a blast. We learned a lot. Uh, we joke about it all the time that we uh, intended to open a brew pub that served really good food, but we accidentally opened a really good restaurant that happens to make its own beer. <laughs> so we um, have been doing that since 2016, like I said, and then in 2018, we decided that we would break ground on Fall Line Brewing Company. So our goal was to open a craft brewery brand um, that is distributed all across the state of Georgia. Our goal and our mission is really to put Macon on the map and remind people that it is not the sleepy town that it once was. And we want to use our brand and use our beers to advertise that to the Georgia market and um, hopefully increase tourism and increase awareness for our city and uh, tell everybody how great it is because we think it's pretty great. 
You know, I I want to just hop in here because it's interesting that you say put Macon on the map because when just tapped open, it was a very clear turning point for downtown. It was like there was was some activity and a little bit of buzz, but that kind of really said, you know, hey, downtown Macon, it's time to do something. Because I I just feel like when you have that type of establishment, um, there you you need a lot of other supporting businesses to really make that work. And I think that that made it a lot more comfortable for other people to do ventures there, knowing that you have this really cool, uh, you know, anchor type uh, type space that was there. And, you know, it's just really a draw. And then, you know, that location, I, I love that top of that hill. And I just... I'm here for all of it, Caitlin. (laughs) (laughs) It is a great location. I agree. I think a lot of it has to do with other people seeing, um, seeing people and entrepreneurs who are willing to invest in a city and willing to kind of take that leap and say, I'm here, I like it here and I want to invest in it and I want to make it grow. And you're right. It does create sort of an anchor mentality where once, uh, there's that local watering hole where everyone feels welcome and, uh, feels included, then, great things branch off from it for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I also think it's a very important thing to note that not only did you start one business, but you continue to grow that vision. And I'd love to know what really motivated your desire and what's the driving force behind your, your entrepreneurship. Yeah. So a lot of times we get the question, you know, how do you have three businesses that are all the same and all within two blocks of each other? And we look at it this way um, and say that Just Tapped is more of a Starbucks that sells beer instead of coffee. Uh, Okmogi Brew Pub is more of a restaurant that happens to make its own beer. And Fall Line Brewing Company is more of a production facility that makes its own beer and distributes it across the state. So while all three businesses are craft beer focused because that's something that we really enjoy and uh, have a passion for, all three of them are very different. Um, We tend to see problems in our community or see niches that we think we can fill and problems we think we can solve. And that leads us to all of these uh, wild and crazy ideas. And it's just grown tremendously from there. Um, And it's been a lot of fun. You've actually touched on something at least twice now in your responses that I kind of want to take the time to point out because I do think it's something that really is important in entrepreneurship and it's noticing a need and filling a need. You've identified that at least twice kind of in this discussion. And so that's just something I want to point out that you've done. But I think it also leads to the question of culture and what kind of culture that you're building, not only with the businesses and your branding, but with your organizations. Would you tell us a little bit more about this and how you promote the culture in your business? Absolutely. Something that's really important to us is making craft beer accessible to everyone. We feel like um, for so long, beer has been these big box domestic brands that uh, while serve their need, um, having the same sort of um, creativity and just a lot of fun with craft beer has uh, created this movement that people are just so excited about. And, um, but then there are still some people that 
maybe don't feel like it's for them or maybe have not had the right one. And um, we just have so much fun working with people and finding something that they enjoy and then finding something that they've also become passionate about. Um, and so we just, our culture around here, we work really hard, but we have a lot of fun while we're doing it. Uh, we love talking to people. We love making customers happy. Um, we call it the Disney World experience a lot, uh, making little magic moments around our stores and making sure that our customers have the best time possible. Oh, well, I think that's fantastic. Um, I really love that response to culture because it seems like it's not only built around, of course, the customer experience, but also the employee experience. And I just like to say that um, I've always considered myself a trash beer drinker, but because of Fall I'm Brewing a, a Company, I've actually done better. I am now a rise and grind girl. <laughs> I enjoy that particular local beer. It's one of my favorites. Um, so I do love that you're kind of tackling that market um, because I do often think when people are thinking IPAs, they're thinking less uh, drinkable beers. Like, you know, your IPAs, they're hoppier. They're, um, they're the kind of beer you're going to sip on all day, not necessarily uh, like, you know, a quick sipper, uh, but the rise and grind beer I found was one that I really related to based on my palate. <laughs> so I thought that was, that helped me switch from the domestic beer to a local. So thanks. Very nice. <laughs> so, so Caitlin, uh, a little while ago when you were talking about how sort of, you know, you as an entrepreneur, you sort of you took a leap and, you know, you took that leap to sort of be that, that first person that sort of set that anchor location over at Just Tap. So with that being said, do you think that there's some sort of pattern or formula to being a successful entrepreneur? Goodness. Um, no. <laughs> um, I think... Um, I think that every entrepreneur's story is different. I think that every entrepreneur's story has different struggles. It has different um, high points and low points. And I think um, if there was one end all be all um, sort of tool or key for an entrepreneur, it would be adaptability. Um, and just being able to recognize the situation for what it is and pivoting, even if that's something you've never done before to make sure that you make the best decision possible for your business, which often means a lot of late nights and a lot of um, working all hours of the day, but it's worth it, especially when you see your vision come to life and um, you're supporting your family, you're supporting your employees and their families and things like that. Well, so uh, on the on oh, the topic of, of adaptability, adaptability. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going in the same so, direction, Robert. You know what? Uh, <laughs> so, what's your plan to adapt if your industry is completely disrupted? Kind of like when a pandemic comes along and makes it uh, not necessarily the best place to be if you're in the restaurant or or bar or brewery biz. Yes. So I was telling Sierra before we started the interview that um, we have a 12,000 square foot event space at Fall Line. It's a beautiful event space where we hold weddings, corporate events, parties, birthday parties. Beautiful. Like that. Thank you. Beautiful. It, yes. I'm uh, super proud of that space and it is really exciting to be able to show that off and uh, have people enjoy it. So we opened March 20, March 10th of 2020 in um, 
the midst of the pandemic, uh, we opened six days before and then had to close right back down on March 16th. So six days before a global pandemic, we opened a brewery slash restaurant and a 12,000 square foot event space um, that can hold hundreds and hundreds of people. So we obviously couldn't have hundreds and hundreds of people in our space. And so we pivoted and started doing drive-through to go beers. So we canned our beers a little bit earlier than we anticipated and we're able to um, do drive-through and to go. We were able to do food to go. Um, we closed our kitchen down for a little bit, um, didn't allow people inside. And then we um, started kind of taking advantage of how much space we have. Uh, we have a beautiful outdoor beer garden that's 6,000 square feet. So we encourage people to come and have a beer and sit outside and enjoy their beer um, in a beautiful space. But we also encourage people where if they were having some sort of gathering or something like that, because our event space is so large, there was more than enough room for social distancing. We were able to do some yoga events where each person got a 10 by 10 area just for themselves and things like that, that worked, that worked out really well. Um, there's uh, a global pandemic is uh, not exactly something you plan for in your business plan that you submit for financing and things like that. Um, but it's definitely a notch on our belt that we are um, proud of ourselves to have survived and proud of ourselves to have navigated. Um, although we hope we don't ever have to do it again. <laughs> Well, it seems as though you all um, were incredibly adaptable during this time. Um, however, uh, during the pandemic, a lot of people were also really drawn to their families. However, when you've got a business that you're trying to maintain, but also in a situation where you're trying to worry about the health and such of your family, I'm sure that's overwhelming to you as well. So how has business ownership impacted your family, your social life, your relationships, and how do you feel you've changed as a result? Yeah, so... Um... Business ownership and entrepreneurship definitely does impact your life. Um, it creates a little less time for um, friendships and things of that nature, unfortunately, but it means that it strengthens the friendships that are very real to you. Um, the friends that you know are always going to be there for you no matter what um, are the friends who don't get upset when you have to cancel on your plans last minute because you get called into work because you're super busy that day and there's no one to fill in. Um, those are the friends that the friendships become stronger as a result of your entrepreneurship. Um, and those to me are the ones that really matter the most. So um, while entrepreneurship can be stressful. I'm incredibly blessed to be able to work with my husband. We uh, love working together and very seldom threaten to kill each other. So uh, <laughs> we really enjoy what we do and we enjoy doing it together. Note, note that she said seldom. <laughs> no, every once in a while. <laughs> Goodness. Well, Caitlin, we also, uh, of course, want to know if you have any tips or uh, essential tools that you'd like to share with other uh, potential or budding entrepreneurs or people looking into getting to, um, into the brewing or restaurant businesses? What are some uh, things you would recommend for them? If you want to tell them, no, just stay away. This is not what you want to do with your time. You know, what are some of your recommendations? 
I think something that Nate and I always talk about is everyone puts a lot of emphasis on the, um, the, the ability to open a business. Everyone always is like, you know, you took that leap of faith. You were, you know, you're so brave and so brave, but I think the bravery really comes in in when it's not so easy and you are having to kind of figure out the sustainability of your business, um, having to navigate how that works and what you are potentially doing wrong in order to, and that's not helping your business in the best way, if that makes sense. I think there's a lot to be said about looking inward and making sure that you're making the best decisions for your business and for your employees and making sure that you are creating something that is sustainable and is going to be, um, able to survive a global pandemic. <laughs> so in addition to doing a business projection, you'd like to do a personal evaluation as well to decide if you have the fortitude, shall you say, for, for something like that. Absolutely. I think it's very important. Well, Caitlin, tell us a little bit about uh, what some of the best feedback that you receive from your customers regarding your businesses a couple I think uh, for me personally I uh, have a lot to do with the design and architecture in our businesses and so I um, oversee all of that and I love that aspect of my job and so when people walk into fall line especially um, we actually didn't have an architect at all on this job and so I designed everything um, which was not the intention it was not the original goal I had kind of hoped I would have more help uh, but it worked out really great so when people walk into fall line and they say how beautiful it is that is the best compliment they could pay me um, I love that people love something that I created which is really cool uh, it is an incredible space. Uh, Robert spoke to that previously when you were mentioning uh, the wedding space. But I mean, even just if you can kind of, they can't see behind you, but just the <laughs> lettering, the logoing and things of that nature, all that goes into building your brand. And um, to know that you were kind of uh, independently spearheading that is impressive. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Thank you. Well, Caitlin, it has been incredible having you here on the show today. We are so grateful that you've shared with us your entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey. But not only that, some of the small uh, specifics that it takes to really keep a business running, but not only that, to adapt to changes um, as those come along as well. We appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. And Robert, of course, thank you so much for co-hosting another great episode with me. And we look forward to sharing more making founder stories with you all throughout the week. Have a great day. Yes. Bring on the founders.